your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Thursday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. Excited to be back for another show today, and it is officially the beginning of the round of 64. I know we had the playing games the last two days, but it is officially the round of 64 beginning today, one of the best days of the entire year, and we have a very important game for the men's basketball team, Iowa men's basketball taking on Richmond this afternoon. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that. We did do a full preview with former Richmond Spiders star TJ Klein on yesterday's show, but we're going to be talking a little bit more in depth about this matchup on today's show. We're also going to be talking about why this Iowa team can go far. You're seeing a lot of experts pick Iowa to go far in March. We'll tell you why, and then we're going to get into some news and notes around Iowa Hawkeye athletics outside of the basketball realm. So that's coming up on today's show. Before we get to any of that, though, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net, it's where the game starts. So let's get into it. Today's matchup, Iowa versus Richmond. Um, it is a matchup Iowa currently uh, favored by 10 and a half points. Uh, kind of a big spread for a, a team that likes to hold on to the ball toward the end of the shot clock, is pretty efficient on offense, and likes to get in passing lanes from a defensive perspective for Richmond. Um, but nevertheless, 10 and a half points is the spread for this game. Uh, Iowa, you can get a team total over at 80 points, which if you watch the Big Ten tournament is very doable. Very, very doable. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But as we talked about TJ Klein on yesterday's show, he's really excited about this game. Former Richmond Spider Star currently uh, playing in the G League, uh, has a very close bond with several of the players on this Richmond team. And I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but he talked a lot about what they do offensively, which is that Princeton offense, that Princeton offense that predicates itself on backdoor cuts, having guys out on the perimeter and attacking uh, defenses from a variety of different angles. They have a very senior Latin team that is able to take advantage of that. It's very Northwestern-like with a bit more pizzazz. Uh, defensively, this team has some abilities to turn the tides, to change momentum very quickly. One of their guards, uh, 5'9 guard, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, trying to look up my nose to see uh what his, I think it's Elijah. Let me check actually real quick. Jacob Gilliard. Sorry, not Elijah at all. Jacob Gilliard is averaging 3.1 steals per game. So they have some guys on this defense who can cause some trouble for other teams in a hurry. Offensively, they don't really turn the ball over a lot. And defensively, they like to force a lot of turnover. So it's kind of an interesting matchup for Iowa going into this game. And as we all know, we've all heard this, that 12 versus five matchup is always a difficult one, right? There's always usually one 12 seed that upsets a five seed. Um, is Iowa at risk of being upset? Absolutely. Absolutely they are. Do not overlook this Richmond basketball squad. This is a talented team. Yes. On offense, they are the 69th ranked offensive adjusted efficiency unit. On defense, they are 104th. And the way Iowa is playing, we have every right to feel very confident about this game that Iowa should have no problem taking care of business. But 
it's important to not overlook the fact that this is March. There is a reason why it's called March Madness. There is a reason why the games are played. And teams like this can be dangerous. Teams like Richmond can be dangerous. Again, how does Iowa handle Jacob Gilliard, their 5'9 guard, who does a great job of getting in passing lanes? That will be huge. How do they attack Grant Golden? Grant Golden is their 6'10", 5'5-man, uh, who does a great job of passing the ball. As we saw with Iowa in any game where they're playing really big guys, right? Kofi Coburn, a Travion Williams, a Zach Eady, right? When they're playing these big men, they like to attack. They like to bring the double teams and force those guys to find the open lanes or find the open outlet passes. Sometimes that burns us. Sometimes we get steals. And it really depends on who is kind of that guard attacking to play that double team. But nevertheless, it also depends on that five guy. We saw with Travion Williams, he did a phenomenal job of finding guys who are cutting towards the basket who are left wide open. It sounds like, according to TJ Klein, Grant Golden is a similar level of player, a great post passer. How does Iowa attack this? I think we're going to see them double team him early. I also think we're going to see a similar game plan that we saw to Purdue. We might see Josh get a few minutes in this game just to bring in a big body. We're also going to see a Keegan or a Chris match up on him. They're going to be a little bit quicker, able to get into those passing lanes. But expect that double team to come and expect Iowa to try to make Richmond pass that ball. Now, do they have an answer for Keegan or Chris Murray? I don't think they do. When I asked that question to TJ Klein, he didn't really give a very good answer in that regard. He said he thinks they're going to throw a lot of different things at them. Well, yeah, I would I would agree with that. But I don't think there's going to be a, a single guy on this team that can really match up with Keegan or Chris Murray. And I think that will be the difference in this game. But, but TJ's absolutely right. Richmond has to stop Keegan first. And then they focus their attention on a Chris or a Jordan Bohannon. All three guys are guys that Richmond players have talked very vocally about. They are focusing on. They are looking at. They know they need to stop those guys. Fortunately for Iowa, they have a lot of depth, a lot of guys who can burn them. And a guy like Tony Perkins can go off and have a fantastic game. I would expect to see Jacob Gilliard guarding Jordan Bohannon. I would expect to see Grant Golden potentially. I think he's probably going to match up on Phil Bracha. And you may see a Trevor Burton for Richmond matchup on Keegan Murray. And then allowing those second chance opportunities. Iowa has picked it up over the course of the season. Early on in the season, there was a lot of issues with their rebounding. Since then, though, they've been good. They have figured out a way to be an effective rebounding team, even against teams who have big post players. Now, Richmond is not uh, robust on the size front, right? Grant Golden, 6'10", but outside of that, not a lot of big size type of guys. And Grant Golden hasn't played in a Big Ten game, right? He doesn't understand that Big Ten physicality. Great player, but doesn't understand that Big Ten physicality that's about to be brought. Iowa cannot allow second chance opportunities to Richmond, and Richmond does a really poor job of giving themselves second chance opportunities. They're one of the worst teams in the nation in offensive rebounding percentage. They do like to wait out the shot clock. They like to play that Princeton offense. They like to move the ball around the perimeter, but they are a terrible offensive rebounding team. And it is important that when they do shoot the ball, Iowa is going to crash the glass and get out into transition. Now, a lot of what has been made is that, you know, Richmond is a team that would not have been into the NCAA tournament without winning the Atlantic 10 conference tournament. But that does not mean they are not a bad team. They are a very, very senior-laden team. As I talked about several times, they have several guys who are sixth-year seniors. They have several Jordan Bohannons on their team. They have several guys who have taken advantage of that extra COVID year. This is the team that is not going to be 
wrecked by momentum swings. This is a team that is not going to be giving up anything by playing against a team like Iowa, right? They're not going to be too small for the moment. They're going to be ready to step up to the occasion. And these two teams are very similar. Another area they are very similar in is foul trouble. When Fran McCaffrey has a guy who gets two fouls in that first half, he is absolutely sitting that guy on the bench. Richmond is a very similar team. And they do a good job of not putting themselves in those situations. But nevertheless, they are a very similar team. So attacking them, getting them into situations where they need to foul Iowa or putting them in a situation where the officials have to make some sort of uh, rash decision, that is going to be huge for Iowa to try to get them into foul trouble early on in this game. Now, can Iowa win this game? Iowa should win this game, right? Again, Iowa favored by 10.5. I'm probably not taking Iowa at that 10.5 mark. I'm taking Iowa with the team total over of 80+. plus. I'm probably also going to take the over-under on that game. I'm not, I don't have the line up and, and right in front of me yet, but I'm probably taking that over-under on that game as well with the over uh, hitting for Iowa and for Richmond. I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game in this game with Iowa doing most of the damage. There's a lot of other props you can look at at betonline.net as well. Uh, so take a, take a look at that. Um, Iowa uh, definitely getting some favorable odds to make the Final Four, to make the Sweet 16. You're not going to get as good of an odd as you would have a couple of weeks ago, especially riding that momentum. But definitely take a look at that. There are a lot of opportunities to cash in some money on Iowa. I would also probably look at a South Dakota State. Uh, you could probably, I think it's like plus 1,000 to make that Sweet 16. But I think that's a team that could definitely take advantage of a Providence team that's probably overrated. And if they get the right matchup, if they get a Richmond, I think they can be explosive as well. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Again, I think Iowa's going to win this game. And as that game happens, I'll be breaking that down on Twitter. And then I'll be giving a post-game reaction that you can watch on tomorrow's episode of the show. Man, do I love March Madness or what? I absolutely love filling out my brackets, and I hope you do too. Make sure to get yours in now because we got to get those in before tip-off this morning. But the worst thing about those brackets is that I've never actually won. I love doing it. I have a great time doing it. I put that bracket together, and it's literally crushed in the first day almost every single time. That is why I am hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA pick, Single Game Pick'em pitched the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best. With a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props, Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. Basically, they put a, play, a set of players up, you pick a set of players that goes against that set of players to see if you can win. If that sounds fun to you, if this sounds like something you want to do, sounds like an opportunity to kind of hedge your bets on your March Madness brackets, I suggest you go to stathero.com slash locked on right now. It's free and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, y'all. Thank you again for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts at. And I know it's been kind of an interesting week getting shows out at varying times. Again, I appreciate everyone's patience. Uh, I'm a, a new dad, as you probably, if you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about it several times. Uh, an amazing blessing, something I am so incredibly excited about. Best moment of my life. Um, 
but it does make it difficult to get some of these shows out. So trying to record wherever I can, trying to get you the content you deserve with such an important time uh, in Iowa Hawkeye Nation. So let's turn our attention to this team and whether or not they can get out of that first round matchup with Richmond and what does their matchup, what do their matchups look like for the rest of March Madness? I'm here to tell you, I think Iowa can go the distance in this the tournament. And by the distance, I mean, I think they can be down in New Orleans playing in the final four. At that point, anything can happen. But this team has the ability to do that. And I'm going to tell you why. First and foremost, I think they have arguably the easiest draw just to get to the Sweet 16. It's not a bad draw at all. Iowa gets a Richmond team that would not have been in the tournament had they not won the Atlantic 10 tournament. Now, again, it's a good Richmond team, but they are 83rd in Ken Palm. Okay, so I've, I know I've talked to you a lot about here's why Richmond is going to be tough. Here's why Richmond is not going to be tough, right? They are the 83rd ranked team, according to Ken Palm. They are the lowest seeded 12 seed. And in fact, they are lower seeded than several 13 seeds, according to Ken Palm. Vermont, for example, a 13 seed is 58th. South Dakota State, Chattanooga, 69th and 70th. Richmond, 83. After that, they get Providence or South Dakota State. Now, South Dakota State is a very interesting team. This is a team that has so many phenomenal shooters. They have not shot under 40% from three since January 31st. They have five guys shooting over 40% from three on the season and two more shooting over 36% from three on the season. They are a dangerous team and they're playing a Providence team that by all accounts is the luckiest team in the entire country. They have won a lot of very, very close games. According to Kempom, they are 48th in Kempom. By far, the lowest Kempom ranked team in that top four seeds. 32nd in adjusted offensive efficiency, 80th in adjusted defensive efficiency, and number one in the luck rating, which basically accounts for some of those things where if the ball falls a different way, they're not winning that game. So many close games for Providence. Now, I'm not taking away from the talent on their team. It is tough to win 25 games in the Big East. No doubt about it. But this is not a team... That is your typical four seed. And by all accounts, I actually think that South Dakota State has a pretty good chance of beating Providence. Providence does not have a very strong defense. South Dakota State is a team that could be a Cinderella here. That is arguably the, the matchup I'm most concerned with out of these three matchups, right? You have Richmond that you're guaranteed against. After that, you get Providence or South Dakota State. I think South Dakota State probably beats Providence. I have them going to this the round of 32 in my bracket. I think this is a team that could, they're a very small team, but they are a strong shooting team. And that kind of thing is what leads to big upsets come March Madness. Now they haven't beaten a lot of good teams, but still South Dakota state is where I have my money on. But again, this is a team. If Iowa beats Richmond, they're getting either a really bad four seed or a 13 seed. After that, you get Kansas. Now, Kansas does a lot of things that I think allows Iowa to take advantage and win and capitalize in these situations. Kansas is a very talented team nonetheless, right? I'm not, not sitting here saying Kansas is a bad team. Kansas is the lowest Ken Palm ranked team in those one seeds. They are ranked sixth. Sixth in adjusted offensive efficiency and 28th in adjusted defensive efficiency. A very strong team. It's not going to be a cakewalk, but there's things that Kansas does that gives me hope that Iowa can take advantage of it. First, Kansas is roughly similar size. It is not going to be a situation where you have a Zach Eady or a Travion Williams or a Kofi Coburn. Kansas is also very turnover prone on offense. They're 235th in the nation and steals allowed. 
They are also a terrible defensive rebounding team, 209th in the nation. They are a solid three-point shooting team, but they're not reliant on that. And when you look at the games they've lost, it was not because the other team was shooting lights out, because they do a really good job of defending the perimeter. That's the biggest concern I have about Kansas. They do a great job of defending the perimeter, but they have struggled getting out-rebounded in games, giving the other team 10, 12, 14 additional opportunities outside of what Kansas has. A lot of the games they've lost, Kansas has actually shot better than them. They just haven't shot as much as them. And that's why I get excited about this matchup for Iowa. Iowa has an opportunity to capitalize on the glass, giving them more opportunities to score. And then I also would put Iowa's three-point shooting and where it's at right now up against most teams in the country. So when you look at this, the matchups that Iowa has, this bodes well for Iowa to make a run. You also think about what makes a team good in March Madness. It's being really skilled at one thing typically. You have to be skilled at one thing. If you are skilled at one, one thing, one important thing, you can make a run. Iowa, it's offense. They want to get out in transition, and they are an elite offensive team. And they shoot the ball. They shoot the lights out of the ball. What's another thing that helps teams go far in March Madness? Having a phenomenal player like a Keegan Murray. Having the nation's best player like a Keegan Murray. A lot of teams that have gone far in the past that have made runs, they have an elite-level player. Those teams that didn't have an elite-level player play like a team that has been playing together for years. Iowa's been doing that as well. You saw the change in early February. This team knows exactly what is going on. They have each other's backs, and Fran McCaffrey is pushing all the right buttons at the right time. That leads me to my next piece. A lot of March Madness is matchup-based. It's matchup-dependent. We saw that happen last year. Iowa gets an Oregon squad that was smaller, quicker, and can shoot the ball, and they torched Iowa. This Iowa team, though, has a lot more versatility to match up with almost any team in the country. They can match up with a big team like Purdue. They can match up with the small teams as well. They can match up with a strong offense. They can match up with a strong defense. Iowa has seen it all, and they have a lot of chess pieces that they can pull and play at the right times to make their team hum and groove. Clutch shooting. You need guys who can make shots when it matters. Iowa has plenty of that. It starts with Jordan Bohannon. I think Peyton Sanford is starting to prove himself as a guy like that as well. Keegan Murray has shown that when the game gets tough, he can put his team on his back and he can make whatever he needs to make to get Iowa back in the game. And then you need to have that X factor, that guy that people are not looking at, people are not thinking about, people do not worry about as much, right? Everyone talks about Keegan Murray. They talk about his brother, Chris. They talk about Jordan Bohannon's three-point shooting. No one's talking about Tony Perkins. And Tony Perkins is the dude. Tony Perkins has really come on strong since stepping into that starting lineup. Tony Perkins gives Iowa a dynamic at that guard position that we have not had in years. I love what Joe Toussaint can do when he's playing under control. I like what Aaron Euless can do when he's playing under control. Tony Perkins has elevated his game to be consistently doing that, right? He's consistently playing under control, appropriately driving to the basket, finding ways and opportunities to take advantage of a defense that is maybe not looking at him as much, not focusing or prioritizing him as much in their defensive scheme. Tony Perkins has been a stud. And Tony Perkins is the guy that gives me a lot of hope because he is willing to take the shots. He is willing to be that guy who takes the ball when someone needs to make a shot outside of just a Keegan Murray. Those are the reasons why I think Iowa can go far 
in March Madness. And again, I highly recommend you check out betonline.net. They got plenty of good odds uh, for Iowa to go to the Final Four, to the Sweet 16. Hop on that. Earn yourself some money right now. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things going on in Iowa Hawkeye Nation. Specifically, the wrestling team just suffered another big blow. Why that could hurt their national title chances. Also, some recruiting news. Why a legacy recruit appears to not be heading to Iowa. That'll all be coming up here in a few short moments. But first, I know it's mid-March. I know it can be tough to stick to your New Year's diet, right? It's tough to stick to your New Year's resolutions, trying to eat healthy, be healthy. But thankfully for Built Bar, Built Bar makes it easier for you. Because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's covered in 100% chocolate and has so many phenomenal flavors. you got sweet, salty, fruity, you name it, you can grab it at Built Bar. And if you don't like the original consistencies, they got a couple different consistencies of their Built Bars that is bound to make any person a happy camper when you eat a Built Bar. And the best part about these is not just how good they are tasting-wise, it's how good they are for you. Most Built Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs, plus 17 grams of protein. It is the perfect snack during your day, and I actually have a box at my desk right now. That's how much I love these Built Bars. I highly recommend you go to Built.com, that's B-U-I-L-T.com, and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And y'all, it is that time of year again. March Madness start well, technically started two days ago, but March Madness, the round of 64 officially starts today. It is that time. And from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Again, it's where I go to. It's where I trust to put all my money at. It's where you should trust as well. BetOnline.net has you covered. And it's not just basketball. They have... Everything you could possibly want for sports wagering information needs. Plus, they have live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. And they have so many cool props. For example, which conference is going to win the NCAA championship? You can get the Big Ten at 5-1. to one. You can look at the highest margin of victory in a round one game in the round of 64. The over-under currently is 38.5. The highest point total scored for a team in round 64 currently over-under, 99.5. Maybe we think Iowa is going to come out explosive like they did the Big Ten tournament. Get your bets on that at betonline.net. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trends in action. That's betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, y'all, we've talked a lot about the men's basketball team. I do not want to move away from the women's basketball team, which has a very important game on Friday against Illinois State at Carver Hawkeye Arena at 3 p.m. But we're going to turn our attention to some other athletic endeavors, uh, starting with the big one, the news that Jaden Ironman apparently has a torn ACL. He is one of the few guys at Iowa at this point who who had a very good chance of winning a national title. Now, for Iowa to win a national title, it does not rely on a bunch of individual national titles, but it does rely on guys making deep runs, especially at the weight classes where they are supposed to. They're already at a disadvantage because Spencer Lee is not in this lineup. Then you add in the fact that Michael Kimmerer, Alex Maneri, these guys are dealing with injuries, especially Kem Dog is dealing with an injury. D- Drake Ayala, the replacement for Spencer Lee, dealing with an injury. Jacob Warner, dealing with an injury. And now add in the fact that Jaden Ironman, arguably the best, the second best opportunity for Iowa, Iowa to win a national title, has a torn ACL. That is not ideal. It is not common for people to be able to wrestle on a torn ACL or even two torn, two torn ACLs and win matches. That is next-level stuff. Jaden Ironman is going to attempt to do that, though, in his final match or his final tournament for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Barring a few surprises, though, 
I think it's safe to probably start collecting ourselves and realizing that Iowa is probably not going to win a national title this year in wrestling. And that's okay. We cannot win a national title every year. We probably definitely did not expect to see so many injuries for this wrestling team. I also want to call out the fact that Tom Brands did get an extension through 2029. I think that's a phenomenal decision by Gary Barta. He has clearly elevated this program. I love what he has done for the Iowa program. I love what he's done for the sport of wrestling. And if you haven't checked out the documentary they did on the Big Ten channel, Big Ten Network, definitely recommend you do that. It was eye-opening and inspiring to see kind of the impact that the Brands brothers have had on wrestling across the country. For football, uh, Kyler Casper, legacy recruit for the Iowa Hawkeyes, Kevin Casper's four-star wide receiver son out of Arizona, has officially gotten a crystal ball going to Oregon. I'll be honest, I expected this. Heard some things around uh, around the block that Kyler Casper was maybe maybe was more inclined to go other where, elsewhere than Iowa. And I don't blame him. While Iowa has done a much better job of improving that wide receiver position and improving the NFL talent at that wide receiver position, it is not at the level of some of these other schools that he has been looking at. It's also not an area that he is as familiar with. Yes, his, his dad went there. His dad bleeds black and gold, black and yellow, whatever you want, you know, whatever you want to do. Kyler Casper, you know, obviously cares very deeply about the program, but he needs to be his own person and find the program that makes the most sense to him. Regardless of what happens, I will support the heck out of Kyler Casper. I'm excited to see wherever his career ends up at. Right now, it is trending Oregon. This does not mean that Iowa's out. It just means that Iowa's definitely behind the eight ball with Kyler Casper. And finally, to wrap it up, uh, All-American teams have been starting to drop. Keegan Murray named a first-team All-American. Uh, Caitlin Clark named a unanimous, unanimous All-American. As we get more information on awards, we'll definitely make sure to break that down right here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. That does do it for our show today. I want to thank you all for making the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. Now, make sure you make your second listen, the Lockdown NFL Draft podcast hosted by Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast app. And that will do it for our show today. Have a fantastic Thursday, y'all. And as always, Hawkeye Nation, let's go Hawks.